Support for X-Ray FM comes from Porque No Taqueria. Since 2005, Porque No has been committed to both the communities and the food that they serve. More information online at PorqueNoTacos.com or at their two locations on North Mississippi and Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Spielman Bagels and Coffee. Opened by Rick Spielman and his son Raf, Spielman has been serving handmade boiled and baked bagels and coffee since 2011. Their flagship store can be found on Southeast 21st and Division, or find one of their other shops on Northwest 23rd and Lovejoy, Northeast 22nd and Broadway, or in Multnomah Village. Listeners, you are tuned in to X-Ray FM on KXRY Portland. Find us at 91.1 and at 107.1 on Portland's FM dial. Find us streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Music lovers, this is Tropicology with great rare groove music from Africa, Brazil, and Latin America. I am your host, Encyclopedia Sound. Along the way, I try to bring you some cultural and artistic context for the sounds on each show. Last week on Tropicology, I played a set of down-tempo Brazilian tunes from the lounge crate. That was a nice clubby vibe for relaxed summertime activities like beach volleyball or river rafting. So I thought I would keep the mellow summer music going this week, but I'm moving the location. Today I have lined up two hours of tasty African tracks from the lounge crate, featuring some African disco, down-tempo Afrobeat, Makosa, High Life, and even a hint of techno sound at the end of the show. And of course there will be plenty of African funk. Today's show is Africa Chill. There are lots of recent releases getting spin time today, so let me go ahead and list some of those right now. I'm kicking off the show with two more tracks from the outstanding Analog Africa comp released in March, Edo Funk Explosion Volume 1. I'll play a pair of tracks from one of four Tony Allen solo albums of the 1970s, reissued on the Comet Records label out of France. You will hear a track by Ibo Taylor with Yuhuru Yenzu on an LP reissued on vinyl this year for the third time by Mr. Bongo. You will also hear a track from the latest LP by Euro Afrobeat specialist Leifrer Smith, accompanied by Seyun Anikolapu Kuti, son of Fela Kuti, who I will be profiling later in the show. There are a couple good DJ comps out there right now that include clubby tracks from Africa. The first is called Straight From The Decks 2, a compilation by DJ Guts on the Heavenly Sweetness label. The second is titled Off The Track Volume 3, a compilation by Khan and Amir that was originally released in 2010, but seems to be back in circulation now. Finally, you'll hear a little more from the fine new album by Voila with three A's, the Tropical Club Music Project by French producer Bruno Patchworks Hobart. Just like the Brazilian tracks on last week's show, this music trends very close to U.S. sounds. As you listeners know, my mission at Tropicology involves mostly playing tracks that sound strange and exotic to gringo ears. But every once in a while, especially in the summer, I like to drop a set demonstrating how successfully talented musicians in other countries picked up the sounds we were producing in the United States and made their own great hits using our styles. As we go through the show today, I thought I would drop a few profiles of some of the artists who helped to popularize U.S. sounds in Africa. 
I'll be talking about two African musicians and one U.S. artist whose talent, enthusiasm, and charisma ensured that Africans were dancing to soul, funk, and disco sounds from the 1970s straight through to the present day. That is coming up later. Right now it's time to cue the music with a track by Nigeria's Akaba Man and the Niger Rockets. This is Tropicology.
Listeners, this is Tropicology, playing music from Africa, Brazil, and Latin America. Today's musical theme is Africa Chill, with two hours of lounge-friendly music, mostly from Nigeria and Ghana, along with tracks by the African diaspora in Europe. This is music that trends closely with sounds from our own country, such as funk and disco. So today I want to profile some of the artists who did the most to popularize U.S. sounds in Africa. The first artist I'm going to profile actually died from COVID back in March of last year. His name is Manu Dibongo, and I would argue that no single individual did more to popularize African music outside of Africa. His popularity and relationships in Europe paved the way for Africans to record in Europe, a major step in bringing U.S.-influenced Western sounds and studio conventions back to Africa. Dibango was born as Emmanuel Dibango Njoke in the Central African nation of Cameroon in 1933. When he was 15, Dibango traveled to France for school. While he was there, he began his first instrument learning classical piano. He soon switched to the instrument he would most often play in his recording career, the saxophone. He began playing professionally in the late 1950s, and in 1960 he was invited to join the famous Congolese band African Jazz for a tour in Europe. Following that tour, he followed the band back to the Congo and played there for three years, then returning to his homeland of Cameroon to absorb more African musical training. In 1965, he returned to Europe for good, bringing African influences that he fused with popular Western styles like soul and jazz. He had his big breakthrough in 1972 with a song that is known to most of us, Soul Makosa. If you don't know the song, you at least know the chorus that Michael Jackson famously stole for his song, Wanna Be Startin' Something. It goes, Mama Say, Mama Sa, Mama Makosa. Soul Makosa became a huge hit in Europe and, surprisingly, also in the United States when it was discovered by a New York disc jockey. Dibango was active in bringing African artists to Europe to record starting in the late 1960s. These musicians benefited tremendously from Dibango's European relationships and his familiarity with local customs and modern sound studios. Dibango was at least 10 years ahead of the curve introducing African musicians to the Western music industry, which in turn meant that a- <laughs> which in turn meant that Western musical ideas and techniques came back to Africa at that time. Before, Africans had been mimicking Western sounds, somewhat like early ska and rock steady in Jamaica. Now Africans were learning from Western musicians how to play Western styles, and they were learning how to make sophisticated studio recordings. This was as revolutionary as Bob Marley's Catch a Fire was for Jamaican music. All of a sudden, recorded music in Central Africa stopped sounding like field recordings and garage jams and started sounding like songs that could become popular with Western audiences. Manu Dubongo enabled an entire generation of African musicians to broaden their musical horizons, then their audiences, and finally their bank accounts. Dibango made a lot of African musicians rich. In the next set here, we are going to hear some down-tempo Afrobeat tracks, and after that I will profile the father of the Afrobeat sound, Fela Kuti. This is Tropicology. Oh, 
Make we buy them oh Thank you. 
Jean Couty, mon frère Smith. Voilà. You won't change my people, say no waiting. African people say no waiting. Everybody let me hear you say no waiting. If you want the good things, you must wait to see. We want what we want today to day. No freedom cannot wait, say no waiting. If you know justice, cannot wait, say no waiting. If you know the people, cannot wait, say no waiting. If you know climate, cannot wait, say no waiting. Say no waiting. Say no waiting. No waiting. No waiting. Say no waiting. Say no waiting.
brothers. They have sacrificed their blood for the unity of all nations, for the unity of all mankind. Homeward we go is victory. Homeward we go. Homeward we go is victory. Homeward we go. For our dead and brave brothers, they have sacrificed their blood for the unity of all Support for X-Ray FM comes from Rum Club. Rum Club supports local radio and local drinking. Located at 720 Southeast Sandy Boulevard, Rum Club offers a selection of craft cocktails and rums. More information at rumclubpdx.com. Listeners, this is X-Ray FM on KXRY Portland. Find us at 91.1 and at 107.1 on Portland's FM dial. Find us streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Music lovers, I am Encyclopedia Sound, and this is Tropicology, great rare groove music from Africa, Brazil, and Latin America. Today we are hearing down-tempo club music from Africa as part of this year's Tropicology Summer Soundtrack. This is music for relaxed social events like barbecues and bonfires. We just heard a set of down-tempo Afrobeat tracks. Now let me tell you about the man who invented the Afrobeat sound, Fela Kuti. Fela was born in Nigeria in 1938. Like Manu Dibango, he also traveled to Europe as a young man, where he absorbs Western musical influences, especially jazz. But Fela's greatest transformation comes in 1969, when he travels to the United States. Here he picks up the politics of the Black Power movement, which would become a centerpiece of the Afrobeat sound. At this time, he also starts to change his musical style, He had been playing a fusion of jazz and high life, but now he wanted to bring in elements of funk 
emulating the high energy of the James Brown band. Afrobeat becomes a sensation in the early 70s, especially in Nigeria and Ghana. A big part of the appeal is the strident political message behind the music, something that was new in African music. This message fits the mood of many Africans who are growing disillusioned with corrupt leaders a decade after the euphoria of the independence era. This is also an era in which Africans are starting to reject the customs of European clothing and hairstyles in favor of more authentic African traditions, something that Spella supported in many ways, ranging from stage costumes to changing his own middle name from the westernized Ransom to the tribal Anukulapu. Since the 1970s, the Afrobeat sound has remained highly popular in Europe and the United States, far more so than it has in Africa. But several elements of Fela's sound revolutionized the African music scene. To begin with, Fela's band was the biggest African act to date to feature a Western kit drum played expertly by Tony Allen. Kit drums were fairly common in highlife music, but this was the first time that kit drumming was paired with more traditional African drumming styles, and that combination would become a staple of African music that is still practiced today. The success of Fela's band surely influenced some young Africans to practice on kit drums, a trend that would enable the funk and disco sounds that Africans would start making in the mid-70s. Fela's success also demonstrated the potential financial benefits of singing in English, opening African music to more Western audiences, particularly in the United States. In the second hour today, I'm going to get clubbier with the musical vibe. This next set is devoted to some African disco sounds. You are listening to Tropicology. Solino, Deus 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 Sol
Listeners, I am Encyclopedia Sound bringing you Tropicology. Today has been a set of African music from my lounge crate. These are sounds that draw heavy influence from U.S. musical forms like funk and disco. I've also been profiling the artists who did the most to bring U.S. sounds into Africa. And of course, I can't cover that topic without talking about soul brother number one, the great James Brown. No Western performer has ever been so admired in Africa before James Brown, and no Western performer has eclipsed that popularity in the years since his death. Africans perceived James Brown not only as a talented performer, they also saw that he was very much in charge of his band, his career, and his business. James Brown wrote and sang Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud, a song that received a very enthusiastic reception throughout Africa. James Brown was, simply put, evidence that blacks could succeed on their own terms in the white man's world. James Brown first traveled to Africa in 1970 for a visit to Zambia, where he played a concert to a sold-out crowd. Brown would ultimately visit many African nations, including Senegal, Gabon, and the famous concert in Zaire before the heavyweight championship bout between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. A visit from James Brown in Africa often took on all the pomp and ceremony usually accorded to a visiting head of state. James Brown ate up this attention and viewed himself as a cultural ambassador, at one point describing himself as the most powerful black man in the world. From the late 1960s through the 70s, there was a cottage industry of artists all over Africa playing funk music and emulating the James Brown image. Singers mimicked his bell-bottom slacks and natural hairstyle, as well as his dance moves on stage. They added horns, trumpets, and kit drumming to their bands, and perhaps most of all, they imitated the James Brown scream. This was so prevalent that the Great Analog Africa reissue label created a two-volume compilation series titled African Scream Contest. Listeners, I'm closing out the set today with all current tracks. There are a couple remixes by Dam Swindle off the latest DJ Guts compilation, and more tracks from the new album by Voila with three A's. Thank you, as always, for listening to Tropicology.
Don't get tinny me, don't get tinny me, he won't. Don't get tinny me, don't get tinny me, he won't. 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 Don't get tinny me. What do you go use? Tell me about more me, low, my low. I told my fellow, we owe me low, my low. If you want go wash, what do you go use? Don't get tinny me, don't get tinny me, he won't. Don't get tinny me, don't get tinny me, 